Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. We're going to get better from here later on this week. We're excited about that. We're going to jump into our Solution Tuesday. That's what we're calling today, Solution Tuesday, because I want to take some time to share with you some solutions. Um, can help you on your leadership journey and we're going to jump right in um, so I don't have to take up too much of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you as always for joining me today for our Power Chat. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate your consistency. Those of you who are on week after week, um, I really enjoy having this time with you. For those of you who know me and those of you who don't, my name is uh, Chanel Ramsey. I'm also the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network. Network, which is a network of urban ministry leaders, and our network is designed to empower leaders in the areas of life and leadership. And so, um, what we like to do is we want to be that catalyst, conduit of empowerment for you. So, not only do we share empowerment information, but we also host empowerment events to help you along the way. Why? Because I am a strong, avid believer that leadership is a journey and it should be done together. Not even Jesus Christ did leadership alone. So um, just as he has modeled it out for us, I want us to begin to model the same leadership style where it was a joint effort. It was a collaborative effort and he was able to be successful. He did with 12 people what many churches can't do with 30,000. And so um, we have to pause and begin to look at that model because it's telling us something about what we're missing um, and what we need to add, that missing ingredient we need to add to make our um, ministry successful and effective, right? Because that's what successful is. Successful is not numbers, it's effectiveness. It's when you're doing exactly what you were called to do the way you were called to do it and God is pleased. So I'm excited to be sharing with you today. Um, Like I always say week after week, don't consider myself a leadership expert. However, there are some lessons that I've learned along the way. I'm a student. There's some lessons that I've learned along the way that can help you to avoid certain mistakes. And so um, we don't all have to learn through trial and error. We can learn through somebody else's trial and error. And so I try to share with you all my mistakes, the things that I've learned on my journey as a student in leadership, because why? Because leaders are always learners. And so you never arrive in leadership. You're always learning how to um, become better before you're bigger. Um, And um, you're always learning what to do and how to do it and even more effectively. And so um, I wanted just to share with you some of the things that I've learned along the way because I believe it can help. Um, And so I just want you to open ears, take some notes, um, share this with the people that you know. So I want you guys right now, there's an opportunity on your screen to subscribe so that you'll know when I go live. I don't do it often, um, so I won't be bombarding your timeline, but make sure you subscribe so it lets you know when I go on. Invite your friends, your followers, take this time to share, um, share this link, um, share this on Facebook Live. Let everybody know that you are on with Chanel Ramsey. Tell the world about it. Why? Because you don't just want to get better. You want everybody else to get better too. We want to do this together and be successful together. So let me get some time to say hello to the people that have joined me on today. I'm excited. Hey, Richard, thank you for joining. Pastor Bradley is on. Carlette Jones is on. Lisa Branch. Hey, hey, hey. 
Vanilla, consistent power up partner. She's always on. Daryl, long time, buddy, long time. Marcel is on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Tayella is on. Hey, cousin, how are you? You. I'm so excited that you guys have joined me today again invite people you can personally invite people to join you can personally do that you can tag their name and say hey don't miss this because it's gonna be good it's gonna be good so um, earlier today um, on for solution Tuesday what I did was I posted oh bless you sister Jenny how are you so glad you're on with me today um, what I did earlier was I posted um, for everyone to fill in the blank my team struggled with blank okay um some people inbox me because they you know they didn't want to put it out on facebook so um, if you need to inbox me that information you do so but what is your team struggling with we're going to give you some tools right we're going to enhance your ministry toolkit right the things that you use in order to get the victory and so i want to enhance your ministry toolkit today through this conversation so if you take time right now just post my team struggles with and fill in that blank what are, what is your team struggling with maybe it's commitment maybe it's communication um maybe it's passion maybe it's um consistency whatever it is i want a special shout out to alisa she's a power up partner and she responded she said my team struggles with consistency so today we're going to start talking about consistency and we're going to really do this a little bit like speed dating style. So as you guys think about it, um, and if you want to post um, in here, you can comment and tell me what your team is struggling with. Um, and then I'll try to give you three minutes of a solution that comes to, to me based on the information, again, I've researched. And whatever the Spirit of the Lord gives me as we're talking, because God knows that when we have these power chats, the spirit of counsel is here, the spirit of wisdom is here. And so I want to make sure that you guys get exactly what you need. If you hear that noise in the background, the kids are out of school, so they're in the room with me. Hey guys, watch us on that side of the room, okay? Great, great, great. Oh, for those of you who didn't know, I'm pregnant, so hey. <laughs> Uh, we'll see where that goes. Maybe there'll be my Rugrats uh, running around um, in a couple of months or a year or two. <laughs> Anywho, so let's jump right, right into it. So we're talking about consistency. Um, I'm excited because um, we have some, some great things coming up for Power Up. And I'm going to tell you about that towards the end um, and, and so that you guys can be a part of it because we want to keep the momentum going and we want to see what God does in, in and through our lives. So consistency, right? My team struggles with consistency. I don't know how many of you have ever been there, but if you've ever been there, I want you to give me a thumbs up. Where you, you have been on a team that struggled with consistency or you may have had a team that struggles with consistency. I for sure have had this experience. Um, again, there were certain things that I realized in my leadership um, that contributed to the um, that contributed to the results that I was seeing. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about it from both perspectives. I want to talk about it from the perspective of this is the issue. How do we handle it? And then I want to talk about it from the perspective of this has been my role in this issue. Now, how do I adjust me before I begin to adjust the problem? Okay. Or address the problem. Okay. So inconsistency. So this is what I think about inconsistency and, and, and when it comes to a team, because we're really on this drive of resetting your team for 2017. First of all, before I even go into consistency, some of you are operating without a team. 
got to get a team. Why? Jesus had a team. He didn't do everything on his own. He wasn't a one-man show, even though he could have been. He was Jesus. Um, but he took the time to model before us the example that he had to have a team. And not only did he have a team, he had an empowered team, right? They were empowered to do what they were doing. They were trained. Um, they had the opportunity to not just sit with him in um, the ministry side, but also to fellowship with him in life. And so when you have inconsistency, when you see the presence of inconsistency, inconsistency staggers or halts success, right? So we have to deal with inconsistency. This is a challenge, especially for some leaders to address issues. Innovation is one a challenge for some leaders, and then some leaders have an uh, issue with how they address the things that they see um, surfacing in their organization. So inconsistency is a behavior, right? It's a behavior. It's a fruit. And what you'll find with behaviors is that there's often a root to that fruit that you see, right? And so sometimes addressing the, the fruit does not always resolve the root issue. So if we're talking about inconsistency as a behavior, behaviors are influenced by beliefs, and beliefs are shaped by values, okay? So let's go back to what your organization values. Does your organization value consistency? Um, when I talk about values, when we talk about values, we're actually talking about culture. What is your culture? Um, it's hard to expect things from people that the culture does not su support, right? If you want consistency from people, but everything around, every system in your culture, your organizational culture, your church culture, your ministry culture um, is very lackadaisical. There's no follow up. There's no follow through. Um, people just do whatever they want to do. That culture does not support the behavior that you're looking for. And so you have to begin to express the values you want, right? Express them. That means verbalize them. It should be written down somewhere, right? Your team should have a handbook. They should have something that's written out. They can reference to that says these were the expectations you were expect you had in place when they joined the team. So values have to be expressed. And then you also have to be an example of those values. So that means you have have to model those values which goes back to culture you can't expect something from people that you have not exemplified yourself right if you want consistency from your people you have to demonstrate consistency yourself and there are many times where we make excuses for people's inconsistencies instead of holding them accountable I know I talked to many, many leaders. Hey, Carla thank you for joining me um, I've talked to many many leaders and um, Say, oh, you know, I asked sister such and such to bring the cake, and you know, she didn't even show up. We had a cake on the side, you know, so I just, I just brought the cake in. I, had, you know, I knew she was going to drop the ball, but you did not address the issue. So instead of addressing the issue, what you do is you start to deflect, right? We start to create these narratives of why they didn't do it, right? We create these storylines, and instead of addressing them, we start making these assumptions. Um, on, on top of that. We start filling in for their mistakes. In, in other words, we're enabling this behavior to continue and instead of causing them to be accountable, that's going to eventually cause them to grow. Um, and what you're doing is you're robbing them of a teachable moment because of your inability as a leader to address concern or to address the issue. Okay? And so uh, this is something that you have to 
really consider. Hey, our styler Luzon is on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. And so we have to be so careful. Again, back to this sister who's supposed to bring the cake. You have to take time um, and in and, and confidence, prayerfully, um, take time to address that concern. What we do is we just start to excommunicate them. Well, we know she always dropped the ball. She ain't going to do it. So we just leave them out and we start to disassociate Okay, and then what happens is you're creating a climate. You're creating a climate in which the the seeds, the good seeds that you want to grow cannot flourish in that climate. Okay, you're creating a space where there's so much ambiguity, there's so much um, uncertainty, there's so much um, in that climate. It's not a climate where people feel safe. Um, it's not a climate where people feel trans, uh, like they can be transparent. Okay, and you're, again, that climate is back to that word I talked about earlier, culture. Right. So you can't be afraid to address and hold people accountable um, for what they committed to. But you can't force and pressure people to commit. People commit based on what they want, not what you say. So, again, it, I, I want to tie it all back in because inconsistency, again, like I said, is a behavior. But behaviors are influenced by beliefs and beliefs are shaped by values. If your organization values are not clear, they're not expressed and they're not exemplified, then you have no grounds to hold people accountable. So, like I said in the beginning, we're going to start with examining our role in the problem and then we're going to talk about how to address it. Because I know a lot of people deal with this inconsistency issue. Okay, so Richard, you, I got yours. I'm going to write it down and we're going to come back around to yours. So we talk about unity. Okay. I hope you guys are getting I want you to give me a thumbs up if you're with me on this, okay? I want you to give me a thumbs up. Give me some heart. Let me know that you're receiving what I'm saying about inconsistency and consistency. Good. All right. So this speed date is almost over, so, right? We're going we're gonna to speed date style. I'm going to run through these last two areas I want to talk about. So when we're talk, talking about accountability, right, you want to have an ACE team, right? Accountable, collaborative, and empowered. But we're just dealing with accountability. Number one, these are the accountability questions you ask yourself. Am I modeling consistency? Number two, does this organization model consistency? Number three, have I communicated the values, the uh, the value consistency, right? Is that clear that my organization values consistency? Is that clear that this church values consistency? That might not be clear. Again, and you can't evaluate where there's no clarity, right? You can't hold people accountable to something that's not clear. It's not clear in communication. It's not clear in demonstration. It has to be clear. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I really believe that Christ had to come to the earth because he had to communicate God's value system. God spoke it in the Old Testament, but and he demonstrated, right? He communicated it and then he demonstrated it. And in the form of Jesus Christ being here on the earth, he communicated his values. Now he demonstrated his values. That's why Christ said, I did not come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill the law. In other words, I'm going to live out the expectations that I'm calling you to live out. I want you to see me demonstrate that which I'm requiring of you. So the same principle applies here in your leadership. 
we have to live out that which we are requiring of people. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Welcome, Diane Daniels. Awesome. Okay, the last one is, have you built a relationship with those you are expecting consistency from? Relationship goes a long way, especially when you need to address a concern. It's good when people know you and know your heart before they hear your words, okay? Before they hear your correction. That goes a long, long way. So I encourage you to continue to build relationship with your team, okay? Another question I want you to ask yourself when you start to these concerns is are you empowering your team for what you're expecting or are your meetings just about logistics and not development okay are you empowering your team for what you're expecting um, I can't I can't um, I, I can't require my team that they bring me a cake but I, I didn't take the time to develop them in cake making okay so if you're starting in these areas where there's an issue my challenge to you is to um, go and make sure, give them information about consistency, help them to build consistency in their own personal lives because that's what's going to happen in their leadership life, right? We, we Unfocused people become unfocused leaders, which births unfocused teams. Whatever you have in your personal life going on, whatever's in private, we see in the public. So you, you can't separate the two. So if you empower them to be consistent people in general, and this is one of the greatest honors that leaders have when leading a team, is you get to develop people and you get to bring them to their highest potential. Whether that works for your organization or not, because they are better people, that's going to work for the world in general. Okay? So, yes. So I, I, that's definitely something that you want to keep inside. Hey, cousin, Rhonda is on. Hey, uh, the question is, do you feel personal development is their responsibility? It's a joint responsibility because you don't move into a place where you're only using people for what they can give you, right? And you never give back to them. Um, I talked about um, in an earlier it was either Periscope or Facebook Live. You can go through, go through my videos and look at it. Look for the one where I'm talking about um, I'm talking about where you objectify people, um, and and so you you have to be so careful because their success becomes your success. If I can help develop you as a person, if I can help develop you um, in 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 character core places, that is going to spill out into how you are and what we do together on a team. And so it's not your only responsibility, right? It's not your only responsibility, but you should have time where you pour into them as people. That's why it's about life and leadership. Um, and that's the part that people forget. And so we begin to require people stuff that we have not empowered them to do. Um, and so you want to make sure that that is addressed. Now, the goal is to address and correct problems without creating a negative environment. So, right, so we're going to go into that. We want to address problems and issues without creating a negative environment. Like I always tell people, you want to get to the why behind the what. We're so quick to deal with the what. Like, oh, I saw this behavior. I saw this issue. And now I just want to address it. But you have to address the why behind the what. Why is this happening? And so I'm going to give you a few questions for your team, right? So if you're seeing this issue of um, inconsistency, one of the first things that I would suggest you do is define consistency. Um, you will be amazed at how many definitions vary on a particular word. Um, what is consistency to you might not be consistency to everyone else on the team. That's why we talked about values being expressed 
express and exemplify, okay? Define consistency with your team. Um, another question is, do you consider yourself a consistent person? You will find that um, instead of dealing with people as problems, you realize you have people with problems, right? Don't make the person the problem because then you miss out on the opportunity to help them heal. Um, one thing I can say for myself is I didn't grow up around people that were necessarily consistent. Um, I grew up with a lot of starters, a lot of people with great ideas, but the follow through wasn't there. So that was modeled before me. So consistency for me as a teenager and as an adult became a challenge. So you never know where it, that inconsistency you see in a person is stemming from. And so it does take some time to have those clarifying conversation. Do you consider yourself a consistent person? What does consistency look like for you? This is another great question. If you're inconsistent in the area, how would you like a leader to address it? Again, this is handing power over from you to them, but it's also going to empower the relationship. It's saying, how would you like me to address it? If, 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 I were, if you were in my shoes and I was you, and there was an inconsistency, what would you say? How would you address it? That's going to be huge because you, it's like, um, it's like that story with David and the prophet, um, Nathan, um, where he said, you know, this is, was this, he gave him this whole scenario. There was this man who stole something, da, 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 the whole scenario. And then David's like, oh, that man ought to die. That man ought to, and he, he get this strong judgment. And then he said, well, that man is you. And so it was an opportunity for him to kind of step out, look at the situation from the outside, and then step back in and see that you are a part of the problem. And so I think that would be a great question and conversation to have um, based around a concern you want to address. And then how would you address it if it was somebody else? Again, that goes back with my scenario. Um, here's an even deeper question is, are you happy serving here? You might find that inconsistency is tied to their lack unhappiness in a particular area and it may be within your organization maybe they feel like they want to serve somewhere else maybe they feel like their season is over but they don't know how to leave um, maybe they feel like hey you know I'm here but I'm not appreciated there could be so many different things that's behind their inconsistency is ask them is this a passion of theirs I find so many times we people in positions because we have a need and we never evaluate does that position fit their passion. Uh, something can fit someone's skill set and still not fit their passion. I know plenty of people that can sing but would rather not join the praise team, right? Because that is not their passion. It's their skill, but it's not. It's their talent, but it's not their passion. So is this an area where they're passionate? And then the last question I want to give you, well, I'll give you two more. How can I help you become more consistent? How can I help you become more consistent? Why? This is a powerful question because this now says we're going to join together to be better together. Um, it, it, it sends a sense of partnership. And it sends the message that I'm not trying to disown you. I'm not trying to kick you off of the team. I'm not trying to get rid of you. But I need us to work together to make this area better. Number seven is what are you willing to commit to? Right? Inconsistency deals with your commitment. Go back. Look at the videos I did on decommitment issues on your team. Go back and check those out for those of you who are dealing with commitment issues on your team. 
Commitment is expressed in behavior. So if you're starting to see um, inconsistent behaviors, you got to go back to what are you willing to commit to? Maybe their level of what they can do and can't do has changed since they first told you yes, but they haven't found a way to communicate that to you verbally. So you start to see it in their actions where they're dropping the ball, not showing up, doing things that are not consistent with their commitment. Okay, so. Create a plan of action from there and follow up. Hold each other accountable. Hold each other accountable so that you can see better um, happen in your organization. Helping people find their passion within your vision is the highest level of partnership you'll ever experience in ministry, okay? When that happens, why? Because then there's an exchange. Not only do you get something from them, but they get something from you. So that really important and so the any questions about that about inconsistency and commitment issues and how do we do how do we deal with that all right give me a thumbs up a heart to let me know if you got it if it sunk in if it was something valuable to you uh, any questions in that particular area I'm gonna address one more and then we're gonna go all right good great 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 so keep listening Next one, um, someone asked a question about disunity, um, not being on one accord, multiple opinions, okay, um, meaning often there are so many opinions, so it seems we're not on a one accord, huh, okay, let's talk about that for a little bit, unity is powerful, right, unity is powerful, God shows up when there's unity, we have a lot of, um, what they used to say, a lot of chiefs, but no Indians, <laughs> Is that a lot of chiefs but no Indians? Um, you have you have that problem. Um, first of all, there needs to be clarity in roles and responsibility, right? There needs to be clarity in roles and responsibility. Who's responsible for what? Um, and and then are people contributing in the areas that they're responsible for? And, and instead of everything just being a big glob, uh, it also sounds like in that meeting, whatever meeting is being held, there needs to be a clear agenda. A clear and then everyone who has an opinion should be held accountable for their input and contribution. Let me tell you about people with opinions, right? Everybody has an opinion. We all want to give it, but when you can hold people accountable for their ideas, opinions stop, right? If we have, oh, we want to do a youth conference, so everybody's like, yeah, we should do this, we should do that. So then you say, okay, great. So are you willing to do? And then you'll start to see that all these great ideas um, start to change from being these great ideas. But then people realize that it's not enough just to have an opinion, but I have to be spot responsible for my contribution. Um, and so being on one accord requires clarity. It requires clarity. So everybody's role and responsibility needs to be clear. And then you have to have whoever's doing the agenda, begin to steer the conversation in the direction that it needs to go um, and have people think out only their particular area. So we're all talking about we're going to do, uh, do a men's conference. Um, and so everybody's there. The culinary needs to be thinking about things that connect to culinary. Then those who are a part of the uh, there's a you can have a session where there's brainstorming and everyone's just talking about the conference in general. But when it comes down to the takeaway of that meeting, it needs to be clear who is doing what when they move. Because multiple opinions in directions says to me, everyone has input verbally, 
but I'm definitely concerned about who walks away knowing what they should do after that meeting is over. And then thirdly, I'm also concerned with, is it clear who has the final say? So everyone has an opinion. We all want to talk. We all want to say, oh, we should do this and we should do that. But who has the final say? And then while we're coming up with opinions, there's a lack of clarity when it comes to vision, right? Because if, if opinions are all over the place, then it's not clear what the vision is. Because what I, I like to talk about before, and I, you can go back to where, um, uh, uh, one of the Facebook lives I did on visions, right? There's something called vision drifting. That means that people have ideas, plans that drift away from what the core vision of an event or ministry is. Okay, when there's no one accord, when there's not one accord in opinions, and there's just multiple thoughts and directions, there is a lack of clarity somewhere. What is our objective, right? What is the why behind the what? Why are we doing this? What are we doing it? And how are we going to do it? So. You also, here's a tip that you can take with you, is um, there's there's a bucket. I like to call them three different buckets. You have a now bucket, a later bucket, and a never bucket. When people come up with ideas, we need to put them in one of those buckets. Are we going to do this now? Should we save this for later, or should we never try it ever again? Okay? And so you need to be able to say, okay, let's put all of our ideas down. Then as a team, let's put these in these buckets, and then figure out what do we act on first. And it has to be based on the clarity of the vision. So we know which direction we go in, so we know what fits in our now. Okay? And so that's something that you can definitely take advantage of. You can definitely take advantage of. Okay. All right. I think I said enough about that. But unity is really, really important. Unity is really, really important. Having people on one accord, having clarifying roles and responsibility is, is vital to any organization. Because if nobody knows what they're doing, that everybody will be doing something they shouldn't be doing and crossing over. Like I always tell people, keep your fork in your plate. Don't, if somebody is in their lane, work in their area, let them work, let them do, refine the process, make the adjustments necessary. But at the end of the day, we need to all be successful in what we have been called to do. All right, any more questions? I think I've said enough. And I hope you got everything. If you didn't watch the replay, come back to it again. And then we'll dive in deeper. So give me some thumbs up, some hearts. Let me know that you got it. Give me any comments, any questions you have um, about the content we shared today on unity and inconsistency. All right. As you guys are doing that, make sure. Oh, Daniel's on. Hey. Um, make sure you take the time to go to Facebook and like our Facebook page. It's Power Up Urban Leadership Network. Like the Facebook page. Also, also make sure that you join the Facebook group, um, Power Up Leaders and Pastors and Leaders group. Um, I want to make sure that you're a part of that group because there is certain things that happen in that particular group, certain opportunities, benefits that go to that group that does not go to the world at large. So make sure you join that group. Also, Power Up for these three months, January, February, and March, it's almost over. I'm offering a special workshop to those of you who are interested in resetting your team for 2017. In other words, you're going to take some time to hit the reset button on your team. Um, I want to come to your 
This is an on-site workshop that I'm offering for January, February, and March around that particular topic to help you reset your team. I will come to your organization, your church, your wherever you want me to meet you at, and we will conduct a workshop there to help you reset your team. I'll provide all of the materials. I'll go over everything with you before I come to make sure that you are ready for that particular workshop that day. Um, I, I love what I do, and I believe that it can be beneficial to you and to your your team, your organization, because again, like I said, leadership is a journey. It's not to be done alone. And I know sometimes it's challenging, especially when you only um, have empowerment from within your church organization and, and you may not have ever invited someone from the outside to come in and help reset things. But um, one thing people know, if you study leadership, they always say, that the best person to change the culture is someone from outside of the culture. And so what it means is that the benefit of having fresh eyes to look at something you see weekly um, could greatly benefit your progress. And so that's what we're after, right? Because progress triumphs perfection. And so I want to see you progress this year. So I want to make sure you take advantage of that. So the way you can take advantage of that is you can go to CoachRamsey.com. And you can select book a workshop. And then from there, we'll get in touch with you and you'll be on your way. There are three simple steps to book a workshop. You can go to coaching.com and you can do it there. If you want to know more about Power Up, you can go to powerupnetwork.org and you can read up about what we do, who we are, and how we do it. Um, I would I love to partner with you. Um, there are so many people that have already booked their workshops and we've been doing this since about no October, November of last year, and um, we have been having a great, great time. I will mark this date down on your calendar. It is Saturday, April 1st. Okay, we have something special, so mark that date down. Save that date, especially if you're in youth ministry or you know someone in youth ministry. Mark that date down. We're going to be doing something special, and I'm going to give you more details as we get closer to that date. But I want to see your face in the place. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, I'm always here. You can inbox me. I'm available for one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that's also something you should take advantage of. Why? Because everybody needs a sounding board. Everybody needs a place they can go and put things in perspective. They can hear some outside advice. They can be refreshed with themselves and then say, okay, I'm ready to get back in the game and win. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see each of you win at life and leadership. All right. This has been great. You guys are wonderful. I enjoy you so much. Thank you for joining me again today. It's been a blessing. I pray it's been a blessing to you. If it has, again, share, 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 and let everybody know that you've been on with Chanel Ramsey. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you again for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It, with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org, or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.